Hey there. Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quirky podcast that gives you writing tips and life tips and maybe a chuckle or two. <laughs> so like hey, such a grandpa. What a great start. <laughs> and maybe a chuckle or two. I'm Carrie. I'm the New York Times and internationally best selling author of kids' books. And I'm Sean, her lovely co host. <laughs> <laughs> married and you can tell normally we start off the uh podcast with a random thought sometimes that's in bed sometimes it's in the car sometimes it's in the office but it's always random like us and then we'll give you a writing tip and a dog tip and hopefully some good fodder as well thanks for sticking with us enjoy your day random thought on the couch we're watching a lifetime christmas movie sean has a cashew bucket of of cashew halves and pieces 24 ounces and he keeps tipping the bucket up and throwing them into his mouth via the bucket so Um, there's a reason for that this bucket's smaller than what we usually get my hand doesn't look oh your big old hand doesn't fit no it won't go inside (laughs) i would get them out for you look i don't want you to do that oh my gosh but we have to get a bigger bucket well, I didn't know that the bucket mouth was not made for man hands. Because one of my favorite parts is getting all the salt and stuff from the bottom when they're almost gone. That's not healthy. And now I can't. I'm going to have to, like, cut the top off the bucket. <laughs> Baby. Oh, no, don't eat. Oh, we're doing a random thought. You're not supposed to put them in your mouth right now. Oh. I was eating when you started. Oh, thing. boy. So... You didn't give the random thought intro, baby. But uh, that's all right. Random thought at the desk. <laughs> we just listened to our random thought from the other night. And I was listening to it. And it was very short. And Carrie was focused on the noise I was making as I was eating. Because it was gross. But I was looking behind that and listening to the noise from the show, which you guys couldn't see. But it was like some hymnal Christmas carol type You can't hear that. Thing. You can hear it. No, I can hear it great. The listeners can hear it. I can't see it, though. They can't see oh. the show. They don't know the... Well, you did say we were watching a yeah. Lifetime Christmas movie, but I just thought it was funny. I'm sorry. You don't. That's a random thought, man. Well, that was my very random thought. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just... All right, keep listening. Writing... Tip of the pod. Hey, so this week's podcast is not called uh, Sean Randomly Talks About Random Things. It is called, Is Passion a Bad Choice? A Job, a Career, or a Calling? Do you like the title, baby? (laughs) I do. All right. So this week, during the Blitz of U.S. election news, there was an article gaining some traction called... Seven Life Lessons Everyone should learn sooner rather than later. By Nicholas Cole. So? Carrie has a tendency to hate these kinds of articles because she thinks they're trite and insipid. I do. But his first point hit home. It was, if you want to, do what you love. You have to work three times as hard as everyone else. So let me reread that. If you want to do what you love, then you're going to have to work three times as hard as everyone else, right? Yeah, that's what he said. So according to Cage, most people do not get to spend their lives doing whatever it is that they love. 
Instead, they do what they're told they should do or what their parents or town or friends or peers. <laughs> I want you all to know that I wrote that down and I had a typo and it was what their parents or town or friends or peas suggest they should do, <laughs> which is the best typo ever. My pea tells me I need to do what I love, Sean. Yeah. Um. So anyways... Or they simply pursue nothing close to their heart at all, is what he said. Yeah, that's, Direct quote. that sucks. Yeah. So is this you, Bay? Uh, not the, no, it's not the, not nothing close to their heart at all. But I definitely don't really have a super duper passion for what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you love something? That's Sparty. He's I love around. all kinds of things. I love you. Sparty, what are you doing? He's itching. He's Lay trying down, to, buddy. He's trying to get to the dog tip part of the it's podcast already. It's not your time already. yet. It's not your time yet. All right. Yeah. So, is this you? Do you love something? Do you do it? That's a big question. Right. Do you love anything, boo? Yeah, but I never do it. What is it that you love? You know the things I like, like fishing. Oh. I never go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Sleeping. I never <laughs> sleep. So, Cage said... But if you want to do what you love, you need to see that as a privilege, not an expectation, which is interesting because, like, what does it mean, right? means that if you get to do what you truly love and have a passion for for a living, you are very privileged. Right. When I go, um, so I, when I go and, like, talk to kids at schools or whatever, other writers, um, they're always like, do you like being a writer? And like, how do you get so much writing done is what my students always ask me. And I'm like, look, I'm so lucky to get to read books and write books for my, for a living. Like, I don't want to screw that up. Mm -hmm. So I do work super hard to make sure I don't lose that. And you know, there's subjective forces that can make me lose it anyways. But it's like, I feel so lucky and blessed that I get to be a writer right. that I don't know how to like chill and not do it all the time right spider's now rubbing his butt up against my chair He's <laughs> that's very his passion noisy. man that's his passion well, in your description you never said anything about passion do you have a passion for writing i have a passion for communicating and for creating i'd say yeah you have a passion for telling story yeah yes yeah so Oh, Sparty gave up. But yeah, I think I, I think I do. I think I do. I don't know how not to write. And I love writing. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you always so. say whenever you have time to work on your own stuff, how much happier and better yeah, it makes I you feel. Yeah, I love it, yeah. So, I love, I do, I do what I love. But to be fair, I kind of love everything I do, even if it's like being the YMCA gymnastics coach. I love that. I love being a church secretary. I loved being a student. I love being a newspaper editor. Didn't like the... Headlines, deadlines, but oh, deadlines. like I love all things basically, right? Yes. And so the thing about Nicholas Cole's article, no offense to Nicholas, is that he never says anything about his assertion that you have to work three times harder to do what you love. Like, oh, you mean he doesn't back it up? Nowhere. Oh, He never okay. says like, you have to work super hard to do what you, like it's just not even in the article. Right. Uh well, I don't think you have to work harder if you're doing what you love. You might have to work harder to figure it out. Maybe. Either what you. it is you love or how to make money off of what you love. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah. 
So, like, I'm not sure where Nicholas's stuff comes from with the three times harder because he doesn't source anything um, nor give any data. But, and despite an exhaustive internet search of five minutes, we couldn't find anything that backed his assertion. But we did find an article. <laughs> it was an extensive search. It sure was. By Jeff Hayden, which said the worst career advice is to do what you love. Really? Yeah, man. Huh. Yeah. Do you want to read his quote, Boo? He quotes... Cal, Georgetown University professor and author of So Good They Can't Ignore You, Why Skills Trump, Passion in the Search for Work You Love. Who says, telling, <laughs> that was hard to read, my apologies, <laughs> telling someone to follow their passion from an entrepreneur's point of view is disastrous. That advice has probably resulted in more failed businesses than all the recessions combined. Because that's not how the vast majority of people end up owning successful businesses. Passion is not something you follow. Passion is something that will follow you as you put in the hard work to become valuable to the world. That's kind of deep, man. I know. I don't know if how true it is or if it's not true or what. Well, it's almost like a defeatist. Oh, I've been doing this my whole life. It has become my passion. But, uh, but if it, it is your passion, are you going to feel defeatist about it? No, that's not what I'm saying. How do you know that's really your true passion if you're just giving into it? But maybe everything can become a passion. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like, if we hired someone to clean up the dog fur in our house and they came here every day for the rest of their life, they might become very passionate about that. Oh, maybe. But I doubt it. All right, so <laughs> according to Hayden, it's Cal Hayden, um, right? No, I don't remember. It's Jeff Hayden? It's Jeff Hayden. According to Jeff Hayden, passions are a bad choice because one, they take time to cultivate. Two, it's rare to actually have a career passion like Shawnee. Three, passion is a side effect of mastery at something. And four, working hard and improving your skills is more important than finding the perfect job. Huh. I know. Huh. He says, roughly speaking, work can be broken down into a job, a career, or a calling. A job pays the bills. A career is a path towards increasingly better work. And a calling is work that is an important part of your life and a vital part of your identity. Clearly, most people want their work to be a calling. He said. Yeah, I would think so, but I don't know. How many people want work to be a vital part of your identity? A lot of people are. I guess it's like if the it's truly you your passion, yeah, I guess so. Like you go to a party and they're like, hey, Sean, what do you do? That's like the first freaking question people ask you. I know. There's just so many. That's a whole different topic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, according to research, what is the strongest predictor of a person seeing her work as a calling? And according to him, he says the number of years spent on the job, the more experience you have, the more likely you are to love your work. Why? The more experience you have, the better your skills and the greater your satisfaction in having those skills. The more experience you have, the more you can see how your work has benefited others. And you've had more time to develop strong professional and even personal relationships with some of your employees, vendors, and customers. Whew. So when you were a cop, yeah, was it a job, a career, or a calling when you were still a cop? Mm, career, 
I guess. It's pretty snoring in the yeah. background, right? Definitely fits all the all the attributes of a, his definition of a career. You think so, but oh, not yeah. a calling. No. All right. No. Nope. It was no. It might have been my <laughs> longest job ever, but it definitely wasn't probably going to be a lifetime job. Really? Yeah. I never knew that about you. All right, so. That's it, really. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot to untangle. And I'm not sure if any of the assertions are true. You know, like... It is I, a lot to untangle, really. I was passionate about writing and maybe more passionate about writing when I was trying to become a writer. Published. Than, like, the middle of my career so far. Yeah. You know? Well... And so that totally counters this argument. Well, yeah, right. I think... I don't know that... <sighs> Either one of those arguments really is where you should set your set your put your mindset. To me, it seems like people have such varying objectives yeah. in job concerning lifestyle, money, and so if you can find yourself lucky enough to be in the slot where you are comfortable in life financially, and then what you're doing to keep yourself comfortably financially is what you're passionate about then then it sounds like you've got the best of both worlds right there yeah because what they're saying is it's like it doesn't matter if you're passionate or not it's like their end goal is success yeah you know what i mean monetary success but that's not true for everybody in the world no it definitely isn't true it's a very western way of people plenty of americans you know what i mean people Plenty of people that live in the United States are totally happy living a moderately comfortable lifestyle and just being able to do whatever they want. Right. So maybe the thing is like these articles and the that people are creating and earning their money off of mm-hmm. um, where they're regurgitating other ideas, which is what we're doing too. But like maybe these articles are actually just all geared towards a segmentation of the audience mm-hmm. that's geared towards financial success. Like... It the people of the world who want an MBA but who are not actually getting an MBA. Right. You know, like that. Whereas there are other people who are like, I just want to create and be in that beautiful flow state. Right. And feel that happiness. Mm-hmm. But what about you, babe? Where are you? Where am I? Yeah. I'm, well, I, my goal would be just what I described. To, to be, be party snoring on the floor. Right? <laughs> to be fi- com- financially comfortable. Yeah. And to be able to do whatever we want to do that we both enjoy, that I enjoy, whatever. <laughs> so we'll just go fishing all the time. Yeah. All right. Yep. So the writing tip of the pod all condenses, because we're talking about writers too, <laughs> to be the best writer you can be, write. But more than that, figure out why you want to write. Is it a job? You're doing it for some cash, hopefully. Is it a career, right? What was his definition of a career? Like a path towards increasingly better work? Or is it a calling? And it's something so important to your life and a vital part of your identity. Yeah. And I think a lot of us writers, when we get rejected because writing is so subjective, it hurts so much mm-hmm. um, because it is a calling. Because being a writer is incorporated into our identity and our self-worth. Right. As opposed to thinking of it as a career or a job. No, that's definitely for sure. Yeah. 
But that's, that's, the, being subjective is the main point. Oh, yeah. I mean. I know, but that's hard to remember. You know, like, you can gonna... get that if you, it's a job. You can understand, like, oh, somebody's not going to like my writing. Right. Of course they're not. Like, not everybody loves John Gorka, the folk singer, but I love him. You know, mm-hmm. like, of course. But if it's part of your identity and who you are, it feels very different, well, I think. Well, that's like more of a personal rejection. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very much so. But unfortunately, it's part of the job, right? Yeah. Hopefully not getting rejected is not part of the job, but it happens. It's going to happen. Yeah, man. Dog tip for life. So, <laughs> Sparty fell asleep right before it was time to ask him. I know, man. He's <laughs> such a little pooper. But I woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> he said, listen, follow your passion. Don't let random people subvert your passion. Just because they wrote it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. That goes for us, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You want to flush that out a little bit for me, baby? Flush, not flush. <laughs> going to flush it all down the, to- the toilet. <laughs> Flush, 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 flush. Flush it flush. out. Uh, it's just, it just goes back to the same thing as what you said before. Oh, like, here it comes. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about you, buddy. But like we're getting a rejection. Yeah. Just because your agent or editor or whatever shoots it down doesn't mean it's, everybody else in the world doesn't love it. Right. And also, like, just because, like, let's say that Sparty's passion is standing by the pantry door hoping for treats, right? And, like, someone's like, dude, you're going to have to work three times harder if you do what you love so much. Like, that's really kind of defeating, right? Yeah. Or somebody else is like, you know, you only have a passion when you've worked towards that passion in whatever it is you do. It just feels like they're pushing us down when they say that kind of crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, It's not... That's kind of what I was saying before. It's almost like it's a money. Um, people's definition of happiness is different. Sorry for pounding on the desk like That's that. Okay. But Sparty just pounded on the floor. So um, so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Money makes some people happy. Money doesn't affect some people that much. Right. Obviously, most majority of people love to be able to pay their bills and not have to worry about every penny. But yeah, like my dad. All right, here. My we'll do an anecdote. My dad was a super adorable little hobbit of a man who was really smart, didn't get past second grade mm-hmm. because he was so severely dyslexic. Mm-hmm. Learned everything from talking to people and watching TV. What his passion really was, was communicating, right? He wanted to learn everything about the people that he met right? so he could hold them inside of himself, right? He was just lovely that right. way. Um, he was a truck driver and a mechanic his entire life. Yeah. Was that ever his passion, even though he was exceptional and never had an accident and got tons of awards? Hell to the no. Did he work hard at it? Constantly. And according to this guy's definition of passion, my dad, that would have become his calling. That was his passion. That was part of his identity. No. It was his job. Even though he worked it for 40 to 50 years. And his goal wasn't to become wealthy with that job. His mm-hmm. goal was just to keep a stable life with that right. job and to be responsible. And when he died, he had all this money that he gave away to organizations to help make a better world because he wasn't obsessed with his job being his identity and his job being his passion. Right. Because his passion always was to take care of other people. 
And there's tons of people that are like that. Yeah. Exactly. Where, where how you make money doesn't have to do anything with your passion. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take, I don't know, the old 60s or 70s surfer traveling around in a micro mini VW bus. Yeah. Just working odd jobs enough to fill the gas tank and grab a hamburger once in a while. And he's happy with that. Because his passion's in the water. Right. Riding the waves. Exactly. Right? But all these articles are gearing everything as though everybody's... It has to be intertwined. Yeah. It's like your job is your passion and your passion is to be successful. And this is how we define success. Right. Which is retiring by the age of 35, so then you can really do your passion, maybe. I don't know, but it's just very frustrating to me because it just expect creates that expectation that that should be the mindset, right. you know? Yeah, they don't they don't allow any room for the, the gray area. Yeah, I like have the to gray. Keep, they are saying you got to keep them separate, but they got to be one and the same to be happy. Yeah. But they can overlap. You can overlap. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you how to be. That's right. And or define success for you. You get to do that, right? Yes, ma'am. All right, man. <laughs> I define success as you giving me a very big hug after this. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I'll try. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please like it and subscribe. You can find it anywhere that podcasts are because I don't know why they haven't kicked us off yet. Yeah. Yeah. And you can join over 250. 50,000 people who have listened to this podcast. Man, you've been saying that number for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really 200,000. I don't even know. How. It's a big number. Sweet. Anyways, the music that we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and it is made available through the Creative Commons license. If you go to our show notes on Carrie Jones Books.blog or Dogs Are Smarter Than People, you can find out who this artist is and what their song is and even go to their artist's website. But it's Summer Spliff and it's by Broke for Free. And you can find out more about my books and all that kind of stuff in my writing class. And I teach and I edit things by checking out Carrie Jones Books. C-A-R-R-I-E-J-O-N-E-S Books. Yeah. Dot blog. I got to tell you real quick. Oh, no, honey. No, I just want to say that you're the best editor, teacher, writing coach ever. I mean that. I can tell from your students' reactions when I overhear them in the classroom classes. When I read your reviews and your emails, I love you. You're amazing. Thanks for listening. Okay, it's not, it's not a long time. <laughs>